0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your favorite podcast, Bravest Creatives, with your host, Kabalava, sitting here with none other than the one and only Jeremy Lewis.
1: Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with you, so happy to connect, and privileged to be on the podcast episode with you today. So Aww. I'm really to, excited to unpack everything that we're going to talk about.
0: Thanks. <laughs> we're so happy to have you. So, of course... I just want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Tell us how you got started. And when did art capture your heart?
1: Mmm. Mm, mm, going deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little about me. I like to separate my passions from what I do, like, in The Matrix, versus, like, what I do because I'm really passionate about it. Gotcha. you. Um, so for kind of, like, my Matrix every day to day, Mundane is I own a marketing agency, so I help creatives, uh, businesses kind of scale their businesses through different marketing tactics. And then, as far as me is what I do because I'm passionate about it. I draw, I paint, I love writing. I write poetry. Not all of it is good, but no, some of all it, of it is good. <laughs> some <laughs> of it, <laughs> some of it is good, and um, so I've been doing a lot more of that. So for me, this period. Um, I'm 25 now, so this 25 has felt like a breaking out to where I'm like, I've learned a lot by just being in myself, being in my solitude, keeping my creations like close to myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm breaking out in terms of like, okay, time to express yourself, time to share what you've learned, time to share your creations with the world, not hoard them to yourself, Definitely. you know. So, um, so that's that that's what's been uh, really calling me um, these last few months, and art as far as art capturing uh my heart has been since i was little um yay yay so i was actually born in congo in africa oh so when i moved to the states people watch a lot of like english to try to connect with the culture to like learn english faster i watched a lot of cartoons Mm -hmm. so animation anime was like my first really love of art because i saw it as like beautifully expressed like I was yeah. like dang like they getting like they hit they getting all the feels like they're yeah. having me feeling like <laughs> like that was my dad or that was my friend like when a character died like yeah. I felt like you know that was the homie I was yeah. like hey my homie just passed away you know what I'm saying <laughs> so that that feeling from having the art really connect to me from like anime and characters and cartoons really connected me to start doing that for myself like how can I tell a story through my own art And um, so that connected me to more to start drawing, start creating characters for myself through my own imagination. And uh, that continued to cycle into something that now I'm not doing, you know? So, yeah.
0: I love it. I just love it. You guys, okay. So our listeners can't see, but our viewers can. Mm -hmm. And these beautiful, just, oh my gosh. Like these pieces are real. OK, they're real. They look absolutely real. This guy is actually under his sheet <laughs> from Jeremy's hands. <laughs> and this woman is really staring into your soul because Jeremy's hands said so, OK? <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, hands down, you're one of the most talented artists I know, personally. You. Um, and you give me such inspiration every time I look at like, a new creation of yours because I'm like, wow, that is goals. For real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I My hand is not as mature as yours, but man, like you definitely give someone like a run for their money as far as like setting goals. <laughs> this can start. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're like, in my mind, you're like a professional at 25. So I'm like, you know, the fact that you're breaking out and you're finally ready to give the world like what you've been creating like what you've been holding so close and near and dear to you like it's such a blessing to us you know the viewers and the consumers of your art but it's also like wonderful for you as a creative and as a creator because one thing my college professor told me um was that your work is never really done until you release it Mm-hmm. until you release it out into the world mm-hmm. like until you've given it to everybody like you didn't really
1: yes. do it yes. until
0: you take that step so i'm yes. really proud of you, uh, proud of you for doing that because
1: yes.
0: so many people will hold it yes. and sit on it
1: yes I, I i strongly strongly agree and i think even with you like talking to you and you sharing that you're you even creating this you know, you putting out your your mixtape and sharing your music and watching you perform or if it's Cooley or just my other friends, I'm like, yo, that's like the ultimate act of vulnerability. Like, yo, to put your heart in front of everybody and say like, yo, this is me. Love me, hate me, criticize me, judge me, whatever, but this is me. And for me, it's been like, dang, yo, I can do this by myself, but to do it openly in a space where others can see you like, I'm like, okay, that's that's the next step. And that's why I feel like that's really, like, that final step into really expressing yourself is to express yourself in a space with others. So I feel like, for me, it was like, I had this, like, amazing kid. And I was like, oh, it's my kid. And I, like, kept keeping him in the house. And he was like, he <laughs> wanted to go out and play and, like, interact with everybody else. And I was like, nah, you're mine, you're mine, you're mine. So I've, I've learned to stop hoarding my creations and stop hoarding my ideas, you know, and just be free and be vulnerable too. I think that was the biggest thing was like, criticism, like judgment, maybe getting feedback. Of course, I'm gonna get the validation, but it's like, yo, you might get that other. And I was just like, okay, like, step into (laughs) it, be brave, right, right, that act of courage, and be like, yo, you know, it's all right. You know, you might get judged, you might get loved, but either way, how do you feel about it?
0: Exactly, and that's like, really what it comes down to at the end of the day, that's why we started, that's why I started this um, platform because one thing that has always stopped me from being comfortable in sharing my art was, you know, fear, yes, yes. just fear, like fear of being, you know, given feedback, fear of being criticized, fear of judgment. And at one point in my life, that was such a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was such a monster mentally mm-hmm. that I could not make it a mouse for the life of me unless I just did it until mm-hmm. I just like went out and was like, well, you know what? If this is really, for me, if it, if I'm really creating and I'm feeling all of these things while I'm doing it, like mm-hmm. why not share it with people? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I know how I felt when I created it. I know yes, what it means yes, to me. Yes, and I know yes. at the very least I can hang this up on my wall mm-hmm. and be okay with it. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But fear, it can be so paralyzing and it can be such a limiter when mm-hmm. it comes to, Um, us utilizing our power as creatives. And Mm -hmm. you know, again, like I appreciate when other artists appreciate this platform because the message is really for people who, you know, are talented Mm -hmm. and are using their talents, but like they're also brave enough to say, fuck all that Mm -hmm. other shit. This is for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and what I give you is for Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And not only am I gonna be intentional about what I create and how I execute it, Mm I'm not going to allow anybody else to give or take away value from mm. what it is that I've created. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, you know, I'm I'm happy to have you, of course.
1: <laughs> how how I'm a, I'm gonna I'm switch the Okay, we'll switch it. And I'm gonna ask you, <laughs> how have you worked through that fear of like, hey, like, dang, that next step, like that ultimate step into vulnerability? And there's mm. all these fears, even in the beginning process, like, even before you put the, like, brush to canvas or you put the, mm. the voice to mic, like, there's still yeah. that fear of, like, dang, like, I'm, a, I'm really creating this idea and I'm taking it from my mind to, you know, like, material. Yeah. And then even from that step from material to, like, sharing with other people, there's all these, like, barriers of fear that we have to pass through. Mm. So how yeah. do you... We got this Libra Libra thing going, so <laughs> this is therapy for me, so yeah. how do you, like,
0: Look, I'm one, it. <laughs> one Libra aspect to another, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, for me, the way that I worked through the fear, um, oh, okay, so first I started with poetry. I started mm-hmm. writing in fifth grade, so mm-hmm. at that time, I was going through so much internally and, like, privately that nobody knew about mm-hmm. that that was the only way that i could get all of that mm. inner turmoil and conflict and confusion and sadness like all of those all of that angst like that was the only way that i could really communicate myself in a way that allowed me to be convicted in the way that i spoke cuz i'm a very i can be a very aggressive communicator mm. i can be <laughs> very passionate and it comes off as like conviction or aggression but you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, just it's just how I am. You know what I mean. Like, when I am passionate about something, like I'm passionate with my whole body and mm-hmm. my whole mind and like my whole everything explodes and I'm like, okay, ideas mm-hmm. and energy and all of that. But that can be a lot for people, mm-hmm. you know. And I learned that at the at a very young age. Like, people would always call me dramatic and sensitive, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know how else to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna write. poetry because everyone who performs this shit is screaming and I'm like that's all I want to (laughs) do I'm like I want to scream I want to scream and say these things that get people thinking but they appreciate it in that space the only place that they really appreciated it Mm -hmm. was in a creative Mm -hmm. space when i was on stage so that's what led me to singing in middle school Mm -hmm. i was like okay i joined chorus i loved chorus i loved being a part of like one voice i loved how it felt to sing and i was so happy like to see myself grow in something that i was like becoming good at Mm -hmm. because i would try out for sports and i would make it But I wasn't good at sports. You know what I mean. (laughs) I was just not good at it. You know what I mean. Like, I would even be put in the game, in, like, two minutes, I'm like, can I just get back on the bench? Because like, no, I played volleyball and I ran track. And here's the thing: I started writing music in seventh grade. Right? I joined the track team in eighth grade. I this. Coach put me in distance, my nigga. Okay, <laughs> put me in distance. The eight motherfucking hundred and that damn mile. Okay, <laughs> the eight hundred and the mile, and it was the most like humbling experience because <laughs> I so lost important. every single race, oh my God. and it, it was so crazy because like it got to the point where my teammates, like on like the guys and the girls, were yeah. like, okay, Lauren you're going to get second to last this time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, y'all. I would literally just go in for second to last because I would be like, I fucking hate this event. And not only do I hate it, like, I would be doing really well in practice and I would get to the race and be like, I will lose. <laughs> it's all good. We don't even got to be coy about it. Wait, you it. got
1: second to last though on some races.
0: No. No. Because even the one time I was about to win, like, I'm telling you, like, in no shade. I have so much respect for, like, bigger women who are in sports. Because, yeah. like, one race, I was like, oh, it's big girls. I'm going a, I'm to a well, come in not, second. I'm going to come in, like, third to last <laughs> or something like that. Man, yeah. the big girls was waiting for me at the finish line. Oh, my and God. I, and, God. bruh, I <laughs> was not unhealthy. <laughs> went to all of my practices I went to conditioning I did all this shit and I lost every single race you know what what I mean I was like okay guys so clearly a scholarship is not in my
1: (laughs) my. is
0: not in my future at all so (laughs) like do like as I was going through that I was developing my voice and, like, my writing ability and the things that I was just interested in. I was getting deeper into poetry, and I was, Mm -hmm. like, sharing my poetry with other teachers, and they were like, oh, this is good. Like, you should keep going, this, that, and the other. So I didn't share my music until, like, college because I also had this fear that nothing sounded like Beyonce.
1: Like, that was literally a
0: thing in my mind. Like, I was writing songs that I can still remember to this day. Mm-hmm. And I would throw them all away. I'd be like, this doesn't even sound like Destiny's Child. Like... Oh, my God. <laughs> how am I ever going to be Beyonce if I can't fucking sound like Destiny's Child? <laughs> like, it was... And this is what I'm saying. It was comparison. It was fear. It was like... I have to be... Like, I'm not good enough. I have to be somebody else. Or I have to sound like somebody else. Or I have to execute like somebody else. And in high school that's when i really was like you know what fuck it like i literally started writing this poem because i was just mad because again i didn't have like a group of friends i was like kind of just like this free-floating person but i didn't have like a home base even in college like ever you know everyone knew me i knew everyone else but as far as like finding connections that worked for me where there was understanding and acceptance and not like drama and all that other stuff i didn't get that literally until senior year you know what i mean so creativity and writing and visuals like that's when you know i wrote my first play in high school and we didn't even have a drama department you know it was our first year being open so i wrote it that year we produced it and published it the next year Mm One of the most proudest moments of my life. You know what I mean? Again, still benched in volleyball. (laughs) Still losing every race. And motherfucking track, okay? But, bitch, I was killing writing. You know what I mean? I was killing writing. I was killing being creative. And when I did that play... It really showed me, okay, what I did have a chance in in yeah, the future. I was that's like, that's okay, that's so that's this creativity true. shit is mm, like really, yeah. all right, I can do this. You know what shit, I mean? Bro. Fuck this, this, all this, of this, this right
1: right shit. Like, Just calling me. is working out. I'm, I'm going to follow this. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: coming over that fear, it really just happened with, Just really seeing what I was already bad at. You know what I mean? And accepting that and laughing about it, Mm -hmm. which is so Mm -hmm. crazy because, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, as dramatic as I was, Mm -hmm. I'm surprised I didn't handle that like a meltdown or something. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But it was watching myself get better in the things that I was already strong at. You know what I mean? So I already had a creative spirit, I already had a creative Mm -hmm. mind. I was in broadcast video production. Like, I had teachers and mentors in a support group in what I wanted to be good at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: overcoming the fear was like, I didn't really have to because I, I kept getting so much good feedback. Yes. That like...
1: Everything was telling you girl. Exactly. You can, you exactly.
0: So that when I did get constructive criticism or negative feedback, I was like, well, fuck you because everybody else loves it. You know yes, what I mean? Absolutely. And like, not only does everybody else love it, I love it. Yeah. You know, but singing.
1: Mm-hmm. You're an amazing singer.
0: Look. Like, what you mm. mean? <laughs> my mom told me, and I love my mom. Mm-hmm. No motherfucking shade to my mom. Shout out to Lisa, but Shout out to Lisa. my mom told me years ago and like even recently, she's like, I don't really think you can sing. Like I think oh, you can hold the tune, I but I don't think you can like sing. I don't see you like being a singer or anything like that. When you heard
1: your voice?
0: No, she would not think about Beyonce. And that was like a part of my whole Beyonce syndrome. Like, I was like, well, clearly my mom wants me to sound like Beyonce. And I was like, but But yeah, singing didn't come until later because I would sing. I would Mm. be in chorus. I would do solos, all of that. But when I was ready to share my own words and share my feelings on, you know, a track or anything like that, I didn't start recording music until my sophomore year of uh, college, and I hated the sound of my voice mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's why y'all didn't get a mixed so, <laughs> Until yeah, motherfucking yeah. 2020 <laughs> Because <laughs> That fear I was like I would hear every single imperfection I didn't like the sound of my talking voice mm-hmm. I didn't like the sound of my singing voice And I could see where people would like it But I, mm-hmm. like, even with that When people would compliment me on my singing I'm like well my mom said she don't really think I can sing So all, all, of, oh, you yeah. all of you were lying All of you were lying
1: <laughs> just, it ain't my mama. There isn't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she loves
0: me. <laughs> Y'all, we cannot have Jeremy on this show ever <laughs> again, bro. Because <laughs> it's just gonna be a whole bunch of laughs, bro. So, same question for you. How How did you get to the point where you like finally got past the fear, and you just were like, "Fuck it," like I'm just gonna put it out.
1: Yeah, I went through I went through something similar because being born in Africa, like my parents were super like, hey, education is everything. Um, Yeah, you know, that drawing shit you like to do. Well, toss that out, you know, be be a doctor, be a lawyer, do something that's like secure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now I'm able to see that that's a way of like kind of protecting me. Kind of looking out for me. That was the only yeah. way to express that. But as a child, I was like, dang, yo, I'm trash. Like, I'm bad, bad for <laughs> right. real, bro. Like, you'd be really like my parents are gonna call me out like <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they told that? Oh, they tell me to that put that down that the pencil. Let like, yeah, that shit go, bro. Like, yo, but just be a doctor, man. You do, you good in science, you know what I'm saying? Just be a doctor. So I was like, dang. So for a while, that was like the voice that was behind like my my actions and my fears, like. My peers supported me, like even even I was as a young kid. Like I was in like third, fourth grade, like my first time really remembering drawing, and it was me drawing all the characters from like this favorite my one of my favorite anime is Dragon Ball Z. Shout out to Dragon Ball Z. You know, but did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yo, I'm about to draw all the characters because it seems like everybody, all the guys in my class watched it too. So I was like, okay, let me go back home, whip up some drawings, and then bring it back to class and then show all the kids. So I'm sitting here like kind of barely speaking English, but kind of showing the pictures. And it helped me make friends. It was like, yo, this is dope. you know what I'm saying? He can't speak English, but yo, he just snapped on this Goku piece. <laughs> so that helped me make friends, but it was like a, a sense of validation too. Cause it's like, okay, cool. I'm good at this in some way because I'm receiving validation or just love, quote unquote, in, in from that sense, right? So that was like these two like, conflicting voices in my head because i would always get validation from my art but then like i had this voice in the back of my mind and like but be safe you're not good at it my parents voice and i was like dang like so how do i make that leap like what voice do i trust Mm -hmm. and for me like dissolving the fear came back to like yo like there's these two voices but there's one at the center and that's yours and what does that voice tell you And for me, it kept coming back to like, listen to that voice. Like, what does that say? And for me, it was always like, yeah, you're really good at this. And we really enjoyed this. like and I started realizing that the the idea of me doing it, the idea of me like creating something or um, just that alone, like filled me with so much excitement. It just made me so happy. And I was like and it it wasn't attached to any like uh, expectation or Oh, this is going to become this or it was just like the idea of me doing it brought so much happiness to me that I was like, Oh, this is exactly what I need to be doing. If that can bring so much joy to me, like, okay, I need to do this more. So it was about, it became about how can I continue to feel that in myself? Definitely. And if I kept building that and receiving that and feeling that, what would happen? You know, like what would happen for me? What would happen with my creations? Like, what would I create then? You know, if I'm creating from such as uh, uh, like a free space inside myself, and um, so that that excitement and that curiosity for like like what does that look like started to override the fear. Fear was yeah. like, mm, but but this like this, this, no that, that sounds more exciting. So I was just like, okay, like I would try to listen to that voice more and more. And as I like in this in this breaking out my chrysalis, it's become louder and louder and louder. So the curiosity has become louder than the fear. And, yes. you know, oh, oh. hold, I'm hold up. Y'all, he
0: <laughs> said, so the curiosity <laughs> was louder than the fear.
1: Yeah.
0: So wait, let's go back. Wait. Wait, wait, as I'm breaking out of my chrysalis, the curiosity overtook the fear. Mm-hmm. That's something that I feel like so many people need to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like, okay, so many times we think that the opposite of fear is love. but when it come when you apply like fear to the thing to our dreams right Mm -hmm. we can love our dreams and our talents all day Mm -hmm. but if we're not curious enough to grow into them Mm -hmm. if we're not curious enough to go into that space continuously Mm -hmm. you know what I mean we're never we can love it all day but we're never going to grow from it we're never going to grow in it and we're never going to get to the point where we Feel good enough to do it, Mm -hmm. do it decently, Mm -hmm. because you don't even have to do it well most of the time. You know, you just have to feel it enough to do it well enough Mm -hmm. to just put it out there to have something to present. Mm -hmm. And, man, that you you really just said like a a mouthful because it's like curiosity has to overtake the fear. It really do. It it really do. It really does. (laughs) It really do though. though.
1: (laughs) So my
0: thing is like, as you're like breaking out at 25, as an artist, you're doing shows. Like you're actually in art class, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm a. ah, Damn. Shout out to my teacher, but he he got COVID right now. Damn. (laughs) So I I just not even laughing no matter. But he really got COVID like two weeks ago, so classes, classes have been canceled, but all that's to say, but yeah, I'm taking art classes. Yeah,
0: I mean, but yeah. I like, even mentioned it just to say, like, the fact that you are committed enough to keep learning, yes, you know what I yes, mean? You're yes, so, yes. like, your curiosity has grown into, like, this beautiful yes. tree that just keeps, like, reaching out to all these different, mm-hmm. you know, things, because um, even designing the spaces for the art shows, right, mm-hmm. like, that's
1: new. Yes, yes, curation, putting things together, like, Collaborating with um, with this gallery that I'm now working with on brand strategizing and stuff, but. Being in those spaces, I'm like, you know, there's so much to learn here, especially in art and design and even myself. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, that that curiosity again, like, yo, what could I create? What else can I learn? What exactly. Else? It's like, what else? What else? <laughs> it and just keeps coming up.
0: And it, that's what's crazy because it's, like, the same way that negative thoughts can do that same yes, thing. Curiosity yes, can, can do the exactly,
1: exact opposite. Exactly.
0: Like, it can really take you over and be like, okay, well... You were really good at this one drawing so mm-hmm. what if i try a woman's face or yes. what if i try a man's face and mm-hmm. okay well let me try these angles now mm-hmm. you know what i mean yes. let me draw aliens like you know yes. <laughs> like that's Italy. always where my mind goes i'm like if i can just do another <laughs> alien like if my humans ever get messed up i'm like i'm gonna just make her an alien it's okay because yeah. we don't like, know we, we don't know evidence. the right way to do that <laughs> but okay so with that i'm sorry you really just captured my heart with that one thing and it really just turned into a whole thing anyways (laughs) so tell us about like the marketing and design portion and how you are allowing that to um empower your clients like how how do your strategies and your relationship with art translate into the visions of your clients
1: Mm. Beautiful, beautiful question. i um, ready. Damn, you gonna hit me with that. <laughs> right, Take a second to sit with that. But um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think I love the fact that my the work that I do, like portrait work. Mm-hmm. It even as a young child, I was like, yo, if I like miss the eye by like a centimeter, it's not gonna look like the person. It's gonna look like a different person. So I was, that that might be the Libra, but I was like, (laughs) I was like, dang, yo, I gotta get it exactly. Even, even in that space, like I wasn't, you know, as developed as I am now, but I was still paying attention to details. Mm -hmm. And now my work has evolved a little more, but now, but me always paying attention to details has, cause I, I strongly believe the way you do one thing, you do everything. Mm. So me paying attention to details in that way, I've seen it translated in my life. So even my relationships, like I'm always paying attention to details. Like, oh, this is, these are the things that um, her, her body movement did this while she was saying this. Mm-hmm. So this might, you know, might mean this, or mm-hmm. um, the energy behind somebody's words, or um, you know, things that my mom doesn't say, or how she feels after I do something, or um, just those little th- key things that you know, we might miss. So in, in, in the work that I do with clients, I don't, I don't miss a detail. So when I'm talking to them, I make sure to pull all the details of their vision because I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, I want to translate that so it, it's really dope because I think seeing like how my art still supports me in my everyday life, you know like what I learned from creating like what I like even for me even in painting you can probably relate I know you can relate to this is that. The brushes like teach me, like they teach me so much. Yo,
0: like, the you'll be patient. And the canvas.
1: they I be like, be patient with me. They be what like, you Let's doing? Let's calm down. Let's calm you down. are you not? You just know yes. so Now you gotta go time. back. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna have to do some more dabs
0: because you wanted to be too fast. Yes. <laughs> you know?
1: So, like, it's so beautiful. So, I've been seeing that the the art the the brushes everything i've learned from the pencils has been able to translate into my everyday life but also into my workspace with clients um especially the one i'm working with now like being able to listen deeply to what what is it that they're trying to convey like what is their vision and how best can i translate that so that's been um that's really really dope and just appreciative you know the art kind of like Breaking out more and more and more of really who I am, you know. Like, um, I'm learning that in my art, like, I'm not revealing my objects or my ideas, I'm just revealing more of myself to me. uh, um.
0: Okay, look, (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy is about to take us all to church up in here, okay? So, I'm just gonna go ahead. because I'm trying to tell you like he said some of his poetry is good I'm like y'all this man is poetry in motion okay like every you just keep keeping me with these one liners and I love it oh my gosh. So I love that. Like that's definitely somebody you want working for you or want working on anything that you have created. Someone who is going to pay attention to the details mm. and translate exactly what it is you want and it's going to be so intentional about it yes, that yes, they're yes, like I'm not going to miss one thing. Yes, yes, you know what I mean? Yes. Like I think only artists can like really do that for other artists. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think anyone else can you know, you can't ask, like, an accountant to do that. Right. They, can't,
1: they can't see how we see you know No, saying? they're, they're going to be like, eye. well,
0: what are the inches? Like, I'm right. like, mm,
1: no, girl,
0: we that's talking about Energy. Exactly. We talking about energy. We talking
1: <laughs> we about hues. Talk <laughs> <talking about> <laughs> <talking about> <laughs> I don't know, man. We talking about inches. we
0: worried
1: about that. we worried about that.
0: You said we talk <laughs> about energy. <laughs> Y'all, I can't handle this right now anyways oh gosh okay but,
1: so yeah, yeah I, I really feel that you know like even even in this piece um I know, but, but no, but that even in this piece, um, even, wow. even as i look at it i'm like it still continues to reveal more about where i was at like i was now that i look at it i didn't really think about that till today like i looked at it i was like damn what was i going through but i realized oh during this time it was like december um during the art Basel ex- exhibit but I was going through like a deep um, shadow integration. Mm. The exhibition was called True Colors. And for me, I was like, yo, what are my true colors right now? And my true colors was this. Like, I had put a veil. This is a veil. Mm. I had put a veil over myself. And in putting a veil over myself, there is something that wants to communicate, that wants to express itself, and I'm shutting it out and I'm saying by putting the veil veil. like no you're not important you will not be listened to you're too much you're a lot you're you're dark you know (sighs) even the shadows so it was me putting a cover over myself and veiling myself and um even though
0: it felt like that
1: yes that (sighs) it was screaming for attention it was screaming for my love and now I'm looking back at it I'm like dang why was I so attracted to that piece because I drew it but I didn't have all this in mind at the mm-hmm. moment, but now I'm looking back. I was like, dang, dang that's how I was feeling what the hell I was going through. Exactly. And this is the best way I could translate that. So, um, yeah, so each of my pieces, like even when I was super early, like all I did was draw anime characters, but it shows me that I was in that space. So all I knew, wanted to do is like, I guess, become my own hero. I oh. was looking for my heroes. Like, everywhere. So, I was, I, yo, I was looking for my heroes.
0: I'm going to just put you in my notebook. I'm going to just put your whole self in my notebook. Because I'm
1: going to gonna write a book. If you
0: don't write a book, I'm going to write a book with all your stuff in it. And <laughs> be like, I mean, Jeremy did something with it. <laughs> 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 I
1: do mean, like, credit. I mean, you know, I mean like,
0: I forward credit, by bro. Jeremy. But like, no. the rest of the book is by Jeremy. But I'm going to just say <laughs> full credit for this. Because, <laughs> like, I totally feel you when I paint.
1: Yes.
0: I don't even realize what it is that's happening sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cuz when I'm painting like when I said this to my best friend one time, I was like this shit feels better than sex. Mm-hmm. Cuz I feel it, I physically feel the energy come mm-hmm. from my heart mm-hmm. into my arm, into my wrist, mm-hmm. into my hand and do the thing. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? And like you like you were saying earlier the brushes really teach you a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I approach a new canvas, I see the I see it develop itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the shadows and like, it, it's almost like the lines are already there for nice. me to sketch. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I'm just going to follow. <laughs> you tell me what you, you want to do. You, like, you know me. what I mean? And it's crazy because like, the more and more canvases that I approach, the clearer and clearer the pictures get. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm not as consistent in my artwork or when I'm finding all of these other things or there's no time, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, to be creative and things like that, Mm -hmm. it literally, something inside me is like, you don't need to do it right now. Mm. It's that ugly bitch in my voice? Oh my god! Like, you don't need to do it right now. Just, <laughs> just lay here and sleep, or lay here and smoke, and you don't. You can get to it later. You know what I mean? I know the sketch is literally looking into your soul, but, but you don't even no, have to do that come on now. because that sketch doesn't own you. That pizza's calling. <laughs> I, <myself. laughs> exactly. You gotta cook dinner. You gotta go. Let's just let's just do go. this laundry. Mm. You know what I mean? Let's do all. And it's so crazy because. That is that fear that pulls you away from the curiosity of, okay, what is this going to turn into? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, life happens, but that resistance happens. I'll I'll say that that resistance happens way more than life actually happens to us as creatives. And sometimes I think that that space that we're in that draws the art out Mm -hmm. is the same energy that keeps us inside of ourselves you know what i mean because you do you don't feel worthy yes. you know you yes. don't feel yes. cre- creative you don't feel like you're worthy of your own talent sometimes you don't feel like expressing yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i don't feel as vibrant as these colors all the time mm-hmm. you know what i mean sometimes i feel just like that mm-hmm. well most of the time i feel just like, you no know, Feel just like that and sometimes i'll look at my hand painting and i'll be like okay let me just pray real quick. You know what I'm saying? Or let me meditate or let me let me do whatever I need to do to combat this this version of me that is afraid yes,
1: yes.
0: It, it's a fr- like this version of me is afraid to practice so much and get so dope with this shit mm-hmm. that like now I have to be somebody else I have to upgrade I have to now I have to like become this really successful person now I have to damn now I have to reach these expectations and like mm-hmm. actually live by these standards like yes. one thing that I know for sure for sure for sure yeah. Is that the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I see the way I do anything and I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. am I just trash at everything? Oh you God. know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like, so I just must be at everything. <laughs> Cause I see the way I did this. And, and, and that mm-hmm. is the leadership. shit. That's that overthinking, yeah. like, okay it has to be perfect and if I didn't if I don't do everything perfect and if I'm if I miss anything anywhere like then the whole thing is trash and I don't even want to do it Mm. you know what I mean and that is a direct reflection of the creative process itself for me because like I told you before I have to feel it I have to feel the energy before Mm. I create, before I approach a canvas, to even get to the canvas to start sketching. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'll sketch, sometimes I won't. But either way, I have to feel it pull me there sometimes. And I think that that pulling is really just like the resistance, period. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. The same way it pulls me out of my creative space, My creativity has to pull right back and be like, nah, you're going to come to this canvas today. (laughs) Because the greatness that you know that you have is sometimes so intimidating and so scary that you're like, I'd rather just not do it because damn.
1: (laughs) Yo, you hit on something so, so important that I've been processing and, you know, having to really, really, really just meditate on. um, Because you touched on the fact that, hey, sometimes when we're stepping into these spaces, we're going outside of this fear, Um, there's this other fear that we approach to where it's like, damn, yo, I could really be that fucking great, where I could really snap on this shit, or I could really be the best fucking artist that I know I can be. Yo. So it's like, dang, like, and it's been bringing me back to this quote we all know it, is um, that we don't fear that we're inadequate. It's, we fear that Ooh. we are powerful beyond measure.
0: Yo, and every time I hear that line, I'm like, I don't want it to be me, but it is. <laughs> no. and, and what's beautiful about this space, I'm 26 now, I'll be 27 next month, right? Yeah. I am so okay now yeah. with not feeling like I need to be in a certain place no. or be at a certain level Or I I need to have certain things done anymore. Like, you know, because everyone has like this, oh, before 30, I have to be like the best artist ever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or I have to be the best version of whatever my dream is. If I don't get a million (laughs) dollars by 30, like, you know what I mean? And it's so like, removing that pressure from myself has helped me to Mm. see that none of that stuff is real. Mm. You know what I mean? It is 100% about just seeing and becoming aware of that greatness, Mm -hmm. like that greatness beyond Mm -hmm. fathomable Mm
1: -hmm. comprehension
0: you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. coming into awareness about that is one of the biggest lessons that people have to learn Mm -hmm. because so many of us know it but will ignore it Mm -hmm. so many of us know it and some of us will use it, you know what I'm saying some of us will be brave enough to use it Mm -hmm. but so many of us will be like I'd rather just be regular, mm. you know, and mm. just I'd rather just be regular. And then the ones who, literally, like their art is oxygen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're the ones who are like, oh, I have to be great because there's no other way for me to live. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I don't paint, I'm gonna die. Like
1: um, you know what I mean? Mm.
0: But it, it's such it's such a thing because mm. like that is really half the battle. Is saying I know I'm great so now at this point in life I'm like am I gonna choose to be great Mm -hmm. am I gonna choose to be curious am I gonna choose to allow like my playfulness with this thing that brings me so much joy Mm -hmm. and love and like
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Greatness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I going to surrender to the curiosity, surrender to the uncertainty, surrender to the newness mm-hmm. and the discomfort of the transformation and the change, just like breaking out of that chrysalis? Mm-hmm. Even though your ass really don't got no choice, cause you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to grow out of that. It <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so apart, aside from you know the world and life telling me that shit gonna happen anyways, mm-hmm. it's also just realizing the process itself. Mm-hmm is that it's the doubt. It's Am I ever gonna get out of this chrysalis? Mm. Am I good enough to come out of it? I'm just gonna be a caterpillar forever. I'm just Mm. gonna stay on the ground. And then like, bitch, y'all has a cold caterpillar. (laughs) You have to get, you have to, or you gonna die. die You know what I'm saying? But that, even that process for the caterpillar is the creative process for creatives. Mm. That's all that Mm. is. Mm. You're gonna, you have to, that's the initiation. If you don't doubt yourself, if you don't think you trash at least once. (laughs) then you are not really doing it. You know what I'm saying? Then then that's not the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, I was like, perfectly fine being trash in sports. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, I don't give a shit about none of this. Like, Mm -hmm. after a while, I was like, I'm coming in last, (laughs) y'all. Here I come. But with art, I was like, I cannot come in last. I'm not going to share this because I refuse to feel this good Mm -hmm. and feel this loved by this stuff
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and have it break my heart. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Or feel that the loss again you know what i'm saying the way that i was losing the track so bad <laughs> and i was like well i'm gonna be great at track and then i was like damn i'm terrible at track you know what i mean
1: so how has that been um switching the gears you know what i'm saying but how's that been as far as because i know even as creatives it's so important for us to redefine success like what does success look like for us mm. you know like what does damn that? jeremy
0: you should just <laughs> be on the podcast just go ahead host your own segment <laughs> Because I can't handle it. This is Bravest, Bravest Creators <laughs> and this is Jeremy Lewis. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, hey. what the fuck going on? Y'all, Bravest Creators got like. Four whole ass people. No, five. We yeah, have five people. This is our first people. time going live. So I'm
1: really excited about it. Like, oh, I fuck with y'all. I yo, mean, yo for yeah. real. Like, okay. there's five
0: people. Yo, okay. So when when the live starts going, like, hammer fucking time, like, later in life, and we look back at this right. <laughs> episode, and we say, oh, five people. <laughs> yes. I'm like we'll what have like a thousand go. plus people, and it will be like. Remember when we were excited about five people? <laughs>
1: we got three thousand
0: people. In the <laughs> <age>. <laughs> oh gosh, I love Jeremy so much right now, y'all. It's like this is the best one thus far. I love everybody, but it is isn't the best one thus far. Anyways, so but what were you asking me? You were like um, yes,
1: I wanted to know how how has that been like, and also. What does that look like for you redefining success for yourself? Because I know for me it's been super, super crucial because I realized I had a definition of success that was given to me by society, by also in in a smaller group, what masculine success looked like, um, Mm -hmm. also what like black success looks like. And then on another level, there was like what my parents' success looked like, Mm -hmm. um, family, you know, success looked like. Even just for my grandma, her success was, like, me being married. And I was like, dang, mom, at, at, like, 26. I was like, mom, grandma, i don't like, that have you know what I'm saying? So it's all these different forms and inter- interpretations of success that I was like, shit, like, I'm trying to meet all of these. But it's like, why, why am I doing that to myself? And I saw myself being really, like, worn out because I was trying to meet everybody's per- idea of perfection. I was like, dang why am I gonna do that to myself
0: like so, honestly been, like,
1: really like
0: for me it's everything you said but at 26 really at 25 mm-hmm. I started to st- no 24 mm-hmm. <laughs> 24 just turning 25 I'll say I really started to practice not giving a fuck you know what I mean, like and and really embodying it and doing it as a verb. Mm-hmm. In college, that was the only way I passed college was by saying, the fuck college, <laughs> fuck these grades, fuck these professors, fuck all these assignments, like mm-hmm. fuck all of this shit." And then my grades were coming up because the harder I was trying to do all of that shit. I was trying to, like, keep my grades up. I was trying to keep a certain GPA because I wanted to be a part of a group. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I wanted to be a part of a sorority, so I had to... I was literally only keeping my grades up, you know, so I could be a part of this group so I could feel like I was a part of something. And, like, I would finally be able to, like, feel how it feels to be accepted by a group of people who care about you and Mm. all of that stuff, aside from my family. Mm. And all of my lessons in that trying, that constant trying to make other people feel good about how fucking dope i am and what the fuck this life for me is gonna look like it literally once i started saying fuck it i'm literally writing a book called fuck it but (laughs) once i started saying i know i got you because once i started saying fuck it life opened itself up like a beautiful flower to me it really did. Yeah, it my says. my grades were plummeting. The harder I was trying, I was getting shit done early. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, I'm gonna get ahead of the game. Like I was, I had my planner. I was following it. It was really working. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. getting it. Yeah. But every time I got the results from all of that hard work, my grades were going down and down and down. And I was like, damn, I'm gonna have to drop wow. this class. I was like literally in depression. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, like my health and like my eating habits in college had a lot to do with that, but mm-hmm. just the feeling of trying so hard and just everything you do not working out that got me to the place where i was like fuck all of this shit. like the sorority fuck these grades fuck college like fuck trying to to be a part of things fuck trying to like get it at us when who when whoever tells me i should get, should it. get it you know yeah. what i'm saying like fuck all these people these niggas don't got this shit together <laughs> you know what i mean I everybody Every human being here is improving to the best of their ability to get this shit done without fucking dying on accident. You know what I'm saying? And it's really just that simple. I don't have to do shit but stay alive long enough, you know what I'm saying, to see whatever is supposed to happen, happen. That's it. That is my only responsibility. It is not to make my mother happy. It's not to make my dad happy. It's not to make my man happy. It's to make me happy. Because if I'm not happy, if I'm not full, if I'm not whole, if I don't if I can't get out the bed, if no, it's it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna work. I'm not going anywhere. And not only am I not going anywhere, I'm affecting everybody that I care about and love around me because I'm in that vibration, because I'm in that space. So as long as I'm giving so much of a fuck about everybody else that I negate myself and neglect myself. I am literally doing more damage to all of those people who want all these great, brilliant things for me. There's nothing wrong with your family wanting to love you and protect you and, like, give you things to look forward to or to aspire to. Mm-hmm. However, everybody needs to understand that the minute you left that vagina, mm-hmm. you became your own mm-hmm. freestanding that human is, being. That's,
1: that's, that's.
0: And regardless of anything, mm-hmm. that doesn't change mm-hmm. until you die. Because then you're a part of everything again. You know what I mean? That doesn't change. So, you know, I used to get worked up and be anxious and have panic attacks and just be going through it because I was caring so much about everybody else. And to this day, I'm still practicing. Fuck it. I'm still practicing not giving a fuck. Sometimes it's very hard because creative people tend to be very emotional, loving, Mm -hmm. I want to give it to everybody type people. They're they're outpourers. From what I see, you know what I mean, and it's very hard to establish boundaries mm. and what, respect. Boundaries? What, what are those? Exactly. What are, those? <laughs> what are <laughs> boundaries? <laughs> so it's it's mm. hard to do those things, and at 26, about to be 27, mm. I now I value boundaries and respect mm. more than I do anyone's mm. feelings.
1: Yes, yes,
0: yes. You know yes. what I mean, and, and and it shows in my art now, like. Everything about my art is very vibrant and it is loud and it is just like me. It's a lot. Mm. And it's supposed to be that way. You know what I mean? And anybody who has a problem with it, like you're gonna have to learn where in your fuck it meter my shit is gonna fall. Yeah. Because yeah. in my fuck it meter, my fucking meter is like on eight. <laughs> <laughs> at 28, and, and I feel like yeah. I feel like God has told me this himself. Like at 28, your fuck it meter will be on 10. Yeah. And there will be nothing stopping you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm in the practice of it now, but, again, it's practice. Yeah. It takes practice to become that person that you, that you are fighting to be yes. every day. It takes practice to be confident. Mm-hmm. It takes practice to be who you are. Mm-hmm. It takes mm-hmm. us a whole lifetime to figure out who the fuck that is. So, hell, yeah, it takes practice <laughs> <laughs> to get to each level and to explore You know, and it takes practice to be curious. It takes practice to to get back into the habit of playing, you know. Art art is playful, you know, exactly. It takes time
1: to get us away from that. Exactly. It takes time for us to build this, like, desire to be fearful rather than be curious. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's going to take time and practice to unwire that, unlearn it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, because that thing already has so much momentum in this direction. It's gonna take a lot for it to even slow down and then stop and then go the other direction. Slow down.
0: You know what I'm saying? What's <laughs> slowing slow-
1: down? I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> we're to slow down Okay. It's okay. All the And the last thing I want to say about that is like, nothing, and no, no, none of it stops. No. We just become more, the awareness goes up and it goes down. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like waves are. It's just yes, awareness yes. and conscious thought Becoming aware, losing, losing awareness. awareness. Oh, yeah. remembering the awareness, losing the awareness yeah. again. Yeah. Forgot because yeah. my ego fucking distracted <laughs> me from the awareness. Now I'm back. Let me go up. back up. So, <laughs> you know. Back. So now I can just, yes. you know, you yes. know. So it's it's literally, and every time you do become reaware aware or you reawaken to whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. you have so much more awareness, and that's when wisdom is integrated. Mm because each time you forget and then you remember, yeah. you remember even more even than you more forgot. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know? Mm. So and again, that life process, that wave, that mm. up and down, mm. that consistent
1: mm.
0: like stream of change yeah. and conscious thought is is the creative process. Mm. It is life. Life itself is the creative process. Mm. You know, from conception I
1: wanna hit, on. I want to hit on something because You're a goddess. You're a goddess. (laughs) You're a woman. And to any of the women women listening that are, I I think everyone is a creative, but just that are in that creative space, um, as far as women go and creatives, like what you're talking about, especially about the fuck it and the boundaries, as that part of me as a masculine that allows me to feel others' emotions Mm -hmm. or to feel what they're going through and be like, dang, how can I show up? How can I nurture? That's the the woman in me, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the feminine within me that feels that, and I think that's been um, uh, what's the word like, uh, drained or overused mm-hmm. and and flipped in a way to where we we do that, but we don't think about ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we totally abandon ourselves and like, well, I'm gonna just show up for this person. It's like, and then there's you sitting there like, well, how about me? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, where's is there any space for me in that? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes like we abandon ourselves, but as creatives. Um, that translates over into our creative process like what we're talking about is like we'll create and sometimes it'll, it won't even be for us it'll be for for others but i think mm-hmm. what i'm seeing for the i just know for the women in my life is that there is that it that is being like amped up because yes. it's like all these identities that i've taken on if it's the mother if it's the sister if it's mm-hmm. the lover mm-hmm. if it's the provider the foundation mm-hmm. like what am I outside of this? Yes. What was I before this? Mm. And there's that learning process to where there's like, yo, like I know y'all think I have a responsibility to your happiness. My man thinks I have a responsibility to his happiness. Mm-hmm. My children thinks I have a responsibility to Ooh. love them. Nah, fuck all this. <laughs> I need to find out who I am. Outside of that and even before that or even what hap- what am I after this? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: oh, and I, shout out to Lisa. Shout, shout out, out to, to my Lisa, mom. Yo, shout out to Lisa. Because one thing and recently, I thank God that my mom like really checked my black behind and was mm. like, you don't see me as a whole person. Ooh. And I was like, Holy shit, you're right. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like she right said right, that and I was like, Oh, let me be quiet because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like <laughs> But it was like That oh that moment of awareness, just her saying, "I know you don't get it. Mm. I know you don't understand where I'm coming from because you don't see me as a whole person." Mm. And then I remembered, like I remember being aware of that in college, like, "Oh wait, my mom's a whole person outside of me, and I'm a whole person outside." Like Like, just having that initial awareness, Mm. but hearing it at 26, Mm, and having the level of life that i have right now it, it was really like it really struck home for me i was like damn okay my kids aren't gonna see me as whole people if wow, i don't see my mom as whole people, as a whole person yeah. maybe if i saw my mom as a whole person i would be able to understand why she gets upset about this or maybe mm-hmm. if i am more intentional about seeing my mom as a whole person i feel like she sees me as a whole yeah, person, person too because yeah. i know that often when one person feels like that the other person feels like that as well and I, you know, it was in the middle of me having a conversation saying, well, I just don't feel like you understand me or you accept me and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, of course you feel like that because you don't see me as a whole person. You're only nah. thinking about yourself. <laughs> I was like, you're right. And my feelings are still, you know what I mean? I'm so mad though. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, well, just give me two minutes and still be upset. (laughs) Because I just got to process the rest of this, okay? (laughs) But (laughs) my mom, like her saying that helped me realize, like, I didn't see my nana as a whole person. Mm. I didn't get to know my great grandmother. But, like, all these women who literally control the balance of every home, Mm. of every womb, of every new life that is introduced into our lineage like yeah. that's a consistent pattern of behavior mm-hmm. from the children of any mother mm-hmm. when i look at how we treat the earth we don't look at the earth as a whole sentient mm-hmm. life-giving life-sustaining being we we like what well, is this fucking ghetto ass earth oh, <laughs> like we we the ghetto with space and shit i'll be seeing stuff like that and i'm like
1: Aliens watching us, like, kind of like, oh, season three. They're the like, aliens. oh, they
0: fucking up Earth, and we love Earth. Like, you know what I mean?
1: The aliens, and, that's, and
0: that's another reason, like, why I paint aliens so much. Yeah. Because the idea of someone looking in on us mm-hmm. and taking note, it mm-hmm. really does make me look at myself. Like, you know, that's no different from God, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But mm-hmm. it really does make me think, like, oh they wanted to come and eat us the way we eat chickens. we so we be some fucked up chick, you know what I mean? Like We would be just like the chickens we eat, you know what I mean? Like it would be a direct reflection of that. So, you know, again, it, it, it's seeing the wholeness in yourself in whatever aspect you choose to see yourself, you know, that helps you to see other people as the reflections of you. And in turn, you're able to see them as whole people. And then that reflects in your artwork. You know, that comes right back to the the basis of creation itself, and that is the act of creating. You know what I mean? It'll show up. You know, like today I was cooking food, and I knew I was not in the mood to, like, really be doing anything with anybody mm-hmm. that food was salty as fuck oh you know my right? god and you know like food is, is a form of art especially when you're nurturing your family yes, you yes, want yes. the people who are going to eat this food to like love it and mm-hmm. you want it to sustain their life mm-hmm. but if there's hell I fucking salt in there you're going to kill everybody mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. the same goes when you're walking around and like with this loaded gun mm-hmm. that is your consciousness and when you're creative it's even more dangerous because not only, mm-hmm. not only are you overthinking it, mm-hmm. and not only are you like running yourself ragged and stretching yourself so thin that you leave no appreciation for yourself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not only that, like that environment produces, mm-hmm. you know, the the disconnect. It produces more of that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I lowkey yeah. forgot what I was saying, but. It's all good. No, they
1: called it. I called it. Yeah, look, as long as you I know they called it. Anyways, so
0: my last question is, Jeremy Lewis, how do you use your art to empower yourself and others? Mm. That was the big one.
1: Mm. (laughs) Oh, you had to go there on this interview. Um, Damn, shit. Yeah, I, I think for me, empowering myself through my art with my art, through my art, I have to, It empower, I guess it empowers me through my journey, right? Like, we're all here on this journey um, through life or our own caterpillar, you know, journey blossoming into all that we are, you know, our true potential, mm-hmm. even as human beings, like we're just uncovering what we're truly capable of as far as like transforming our dna um but i think even me as a creative um i'm I'm still going through that caterpillar process but i empower myself through it with my art by like hey how can this support me through my journey or what i'm going through is can i create a space to allow what needs to have a voice like for me like in inside i i allow every voice um, to have a voice to have a space to express even if it's um the most beautiful thought to the most wicked thought mm-hmm. like for me it's like I just see it all as my children and like mm-hmm. I wouldn't like if my child was sadness and re- regret like I wouldn't say stop crying like go in your room and <laughs> shut up like I'd be like nah that's come here that's such a
0: great analogy
1: right I'd be that mom and I'd be like yo come Gosh. here
0: like boy, come okay here. just quick mm. quick side note real quick I love the fact I, and, oh, I love it and I appreciate it so much that you give your inner feminine so mm-hmm. much attention and so much space and room to not only grow, but be seen mm-hmm. by other people. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing more valuable than that right now in the world of black men. Mm-hmm. Black men need to see you. And they need to see you say these things and do these things. Like, I look at your story. Like, I'm such a stalker. I look at your story. First two seconds I
1: do want to get in already. I just
0: that. I was to say, like, I'm bringing up all these things about your past. And so you're like, you was not there. Okay. But... <laughs> I'm just like, when I see you like making altars out of leaves and flowers in, in, the, in the park or wherever you are, you know what I mean, when you express love to Mother Earth, when you express love to yourself, to your inner masculine and feminine, like that is so influential in like one of the most powerful ways you can ever imagine. I know it's just what you're doing for yourself, you know what I mean, but I'm letting you know that it hits me hard because I'm like, ooh, when I was teaching, my students could have used you. You know what I'm saying? Like my students needed you. you know what I mean? And these young people of color still do need that. They need you, and they need a, fe- a female who does the same thing with her masculine for the young women, you know, so that balance can be restored, like the avatar. OK, I'm done) <laughs> <laughs> Like you know, we're two anime nerds here. We're just sitting here talking about, art. This is what happens when two artists get together. Okay.
1: <laughs> we appreciate y'all being here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yo, you hit it, you hit it, you hit oh it. Oh, we got another one.
0: Hey,
1: Marley. Hey, beautiful people. Wow, you hit it for sure. Um, yeah, I really, really thank you for recognizing that. You know, especially from another woman recognizing yeah. that, because for me, it's like having that connection and finally learning to listen finally learning to surrender to that voice that guidance that literally like guides me like there's nothing like I think for me Like I was even talking to a close friend of mine Naya, mm-hmm. and I was telling her like I finally know my place here like mm-hmm. I finally know my place that's beautiful and it's given me so much purpose but it's shown me that I was always on purpose but it was it was <laughs> it was like yo i'm not i'm not here to be the divine feminine's like teacher or her guide or to be in front of her or to even be behind her my rightful place is by her side oh you know Ooh. so now i finally <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the last question <laughs> but it, i finally realized that and in that realization it's brought me back to my heart mm. and I think this also ties in with the question because now I finally realize like my mind is always in service to my heart. And when it's not in service to my heart, that's when I have all these other things that I experience. And it's like, when I bring it back here to where it's source, like it's, it's source where it comes from and it blooms from the heart. When I bring it back here, then it can truly like activate or true express itself in its truest form. Which is in service to my heart and what my heart desires, and so that that's how my my art also is expresses itself now because I find that as also a form of like empowerment. It empowers me through my journey to create things that's in service to my heart, the heart of who I am. Mm-hmm. Like oh, what what are you experiencing today? You know, like what are you going through? Yeah, can we write that out into Zander-y. a poem? Oh, look, you <laughs> gave us like twenty-seven <laughs> poems.
0: Okay, like, I have nothing at all, bruh. Like, nothing. Nothing left. Oh I can't even God. take anymore, <laughs> like. <laughs> Just right brother. Let me Let process. We're gonna have to do part 2 Cause, <laughs> we'll be on this mic all night. Oh Gosh, okay. But where yeah. can we find you? Give us your handles. Tell us where we can find your story, cause the story is magical.
1: Thank you, thank you. Um, Instagram jeremy lewis j-e-r-e-m-i-e-l-o-u-i-s uh, that's instagram and my poetry uh words by ermias uh, words by ermias ermias spelled e-r-m-e-a-s and it's also in my bio on my instagram but that's those are the two outlets i've been sharing more of my work um and also having friends like lauren in my life has also catapulted catapulted me into breaking out my chrysalis more and part of that is you know sharing my truth sharing uh my writing sharing my uh my perspective on things and so i'm also breaking out into a podcast that's probably going to be released at the end of this hey. month with
0: the
1: first five episodes what's it
0: gonna be called <laughs> tell us about it
1: gates of perception so oh my gosh can i come on but you already know we got Hal on it. Okay, Because right, right. uh, y'all going to catch her on that, too. so I to say? You can't put unless I could be on it. Yeah, I'm going to catch <laughs> Lauren on that episode. So I'm going to let y'all know when that's coming through. But, but um, end of this month, you said we
0: can not But end of this the month, of
1: yeah. Cover. I'm going I'm to start doing promotions at the end of the month. I've already designed the cover art. You got to see the cover art. Okay, first but, of all, <laughs> we're
0: not even going to give y'all the data. Okay?
1: <laughs> all right, we're going to give y'all the juice. I'm going to look at
0: it, and then you just going to have to wait and see okay because <laughs> he's just if he designed it we already know it's going to be fire
1: ooh, ooh. oh gosh but, yeah that's where y'all can find me so that those are going to be like my my three biggest outlets to really express myself and um probably maybe later this year I might have an exhibition coming up but I'll share it either we'll through have an exhibition through you know through, fun, work, you know through instagram
0: just doing the thing <laughs> marley if you're still watching we're expecting your podcast thanks hey oh. come through marley come through <laughs> marley's been holding on to her episodes too and i'm like
1: girl we're we we doing podcasts we talking about breaking out we the breaking chrysalis. out we breaking out
0: that's what i'm gonna name this episode breaking out at the chrysalis oh. like your promotion is gonna be everything anyways Thank you again, Jeremy. Like, this has been such a treat. This has been the longest episode. And I'm gonna keep it just like this because I think there was so much value and so much wisdom in everything you said. And we're only 25 and 26, so shout Mm -hmm. out to us. Look at us, period. Answers is like, mm-hmm. Those are my kids. Those are my
1: kids. Those are my wildest dreams. Right there. Mm -hmm. We sent them
0: for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So period. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) this has been Bravest Creatives. I am your host, Kaba lava peace love and light y'all keep using this art to empower yourselves and others okay do not be afraid to change do not be afraid to break out Mm
1: -hmm. of the chrysalis Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. love 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 thank you all so much